0: Welcome to the Wake Up Call podcast. I'm your host, Alicia Hopkins. By day I work in corporate, but I have an obsession with all things personal development. So I became a life coach and started this podcast as a way to help others break free from living a life that's good on the outside and wake up to the one they actually want. When I got to my most uncertain place, all I wanted was someone to say, hey Alicia, you're a little off course and this is what you need to do. That's what I wanna be for you. This podcast is a place where I want to share my experiences and provide you with community, knowledge, and inspiration to make change in your life. Sometimes we get a little lost and need help course correcting. If this sounds like you, you're in the right place. Let this be your wake up call. Now let's get started. Hey there, I'm so excited you are here listening to the show today. And before we get into the episode, I wanted to ask a quick favor of you. If you have yet to rate and review the podcast, would you help me out in doing so? It takes just a quick second, and it really is the best way to help other people find the show. And more than that, it helps me know what's working. What do you like about the show? What do you wanna hear more of? So I would be so thrilled if you could take just a quick second, literally it'll probably take you 30 seconds to give it a rating. If you feel inclined to write a review, that's even more helpful. All in all, thank you so much for being here. And now let's get into the episode. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Wake Up Call podcast. Today is just me and you, another solo episode. And I wanted to talk about something that has become very important to me. And to be honest, it's taken me a long time to get here. And one of the things when I set out on this podcast that I felt very strongly about was communicating the things that I'm learning that are making a difference in my life. Because when I first started dipping my toe in podcast land, that's what I was there for. I needed help in some areas, right? I know I've shared with y'all before, my anxiety was off the charts, not great, not in a good place at all. So that was the content I was seeking. I wanted to understand more about what was going on. And the thing that I feel like I've made some progress in in my life is presence. And I'm talking about the state of being, right? Being able to be present in the moment, Now, I'm not saying every day I'm walking around being Zen, right? I still get off track. But what I'm noticing is there are more opportunities where I'm noticing the smaller moments in my life. And I want you to have that too. And you might be thinking, why does that even matter? And this is why it matters. If you at any one point in your life have related to any of these statements, you need more presence, right? If you've ever felt like time is slipping through your fingers like sand and you can't capture it all, right? It's just slipping and you have no control over it. Maybe you get to the end of the week and you can't even remember something that you did on Monday because you are just so busy, busy, busy executing things in your life, right? Like just going, going, going. If you've ever had that feeling that each day is Groundhog's Day, no two days are all that different, right? They kind of feel the same. They feel flat. They feel meh. Presence is so needed. Presence is the thing that helps you start to see that you do have more opportunity for choice, which kind of as a byproduct makes you feel like you have control, which we really don't. But if you are if you relate to that experience that each day is slipping away, Right. You are looking for an element of feeling like you are in control of where your day goes. And I have found that presence really has helped me get there. So if also when you hear the word presence, you think, I got it, Alicia. You know, I'm supposed to put my phone down. I need to go to yoga. I need to meditate. That's not what this podcast is about. And yes, maybe those things will be part of your practice, but that is not what this is about. So if you think that's just more of what's about to be kind of spewed at you, hang in there. I promise you it's not. Because I think what ends up happening for a lot of us too is that we approach presence or mindfulness we just action so much in our life. So if you put these things as like to-do lists, items on your to-do list, you're going about presence wrong, right? So as I go through some of these things that have really connected the dots for me, you might notice yourself having a tendency to view it as kind of like prescriptive, and I'm not telling you what to do. In fact, this list of things I'm about to talk about, this has taken me years to connect it all together, right? Like I had a lot of trial and error. I had a lot of tackling these things individually. And as you go about, you know, in your own quest to get more present in your life, feeling more right, just observant of what's happening around you, you probably are gonna have to plug and play some things for you too, right? This is just what's worked for me. I hope something resonates with you. Maybe you take a little nugget from me and a nugget from something else that you've tried or heard, you know, whatever, make it your own, right? So as I go through these items, what I don't want you to do is think I'm telling you that you need to do these in any particular order. This is all trial and error. You know, I've heard a lot like, yoga or meditation referred to as a practice. And I get it now, because all of these things I'm going to go through took me a lot of practice to get through. And you know, I have to laugh too, because in the past probably two months, I've actually started doing a little bit of yoga and meditation, maybe like two to three times a week. The irony is, I could never do it, like legit four or five years ago, I would try to do these things, and my mind was just too damn busy, like I couldn't do it. So the fact that, right, you can get to that place, it just takes some time, some practice, and you can't just jump all in. So when I go through these things, don't walk away and immediately start like tomorrow, you go do all these things all in one day, because what's gonna happen then is, you're gonna be like, I can't do it, you're going to feel bad about yourself, you're going to say it's not working, you're going to think you're a failure, all those inner critic thoughts are going to come up. And I don't want that for you. Oh, and I got to also plug too. if you haven't listened to episode 28, the episode about mindfulness with uh, the psychologist I used to see in Charlotte, Dr. Christina Peck, that is also a really good episode to listen to in tandem with this one. So now these are not again, this is not prescriptive. This is not in any particular kind of order. Although the first thing I am gonna say I do think this is something you should start doing first. And sorry to say, should I didn't mean to should on you, but this one I feel really strongly about because the key to presence is we have to even become aware that we're not present, right? I know that sounds kind of silly, but oftentimes we are so in our heads, in a cycle, right? We're living, we're going about this our days from the neck up, right? You're living in your head that sometimes you can't even catch yourself, right? You. You are living in this perpetuated, anxious, busy state, and you come to think that that's just the way life is, like you're just busy, right? We love to to carry around this label of we're so busy, and it doesn't have to be that way. So I don't want you to wear busy as like a badge of honor because it's not, you're really just burning yourself out. So you have to start noticing the times in which you are in a busy mind, right? You've got to start noticing those times when the chaotic brain, the spiral is really churning up. And if you think, right, if this is hard to do, or maybe you are in that place that you're so in it that you can't notice it, here's a little trick for you. Every time you pick up your phone, what's going on? For me, I notice a lot of times when my brain is real busy and I'm trying to distract, like I'm feeling anxious, I notice I pick up my phone, I notice I'm scrolling social media, I notice I'm looking at my email. So if you're having a hard time noticing those really busy, active times of your brain, one little trick that might work for you is every time you pick up the phone, what's going on? And from there, you wanna understand what are you avoiding? Like, What are the things that are causing you to feel so anxious or out of control? These themes, the thoughts that you start to identify, they're really great content to um, spend some time with, some things to pick apart, whether it's in a journaling practice, whether you go to therapy, whether you're working with a coach, these topics are really great for exploration like in a separate container. And if you ever have questions about the difference of like, you know, the difference between therapy or coaching, I would be happy to talk you through that. This is also not some sneaky way. I am not coaching clients. This is just as a human that loves both therapy and loves coaching. They they have been very active parts of my life. If you've ever wondered, you know, what are they all about? I'm happy to be a resource to anybody. So just a side note about that. Okay. Okay. So the first thing, right, is noticing when your mind is getting away from you. You've got to start noticing that, right? This is like more of a tactical, but really be observant of, are you giving yourself a runway in your day? And what I like to think about this is, right, a plane that's taking off has a runway, right? It has some time to pick up the speed to start its, you know, ascent into the air, right? So... If you are not giving yourself a runway, I feel very strongly about the beginning and the end of day in particular, right? And this might look like if you're getting up and the second your feet touch the ground, your mind is in go mode, you need a runway, right? What are the opportunities that you can start giving yourself some space to ease into your day and also decompress from your day, right? Just really look at Are you giving yourself any space in your day, some space that is not rushed? Because if you are perpetuating this rush state of being, it makes it really difficult for your brain to ever rest. Okay, so now that we've talked about the importance of being able to notice and draw awareness to those times when you're feeling really busy, because right, if you're busy all the time, how will you ever have the space to have presence in your life? So now the rest of the podcast, I am going to spend some time talking about the importance of getting your body connected. And that might sound a little funny, but when you are a busy, busy bee, you spend much of your life living from your thoughts, right? The neck up. You're disregarding the rest of your body. And as I've learned along the way, when I incorporate these next practices, it helps my body get to kind of like a baseline. So at least like the the way I'm feeling in my body is neutral or good, right? You're not walking around just exhausted, feeling dull, like just physically how you feel in your body. I have found that when I get kind of to that baseline, like I said, it opens me up to feel better. And I think that when you are feeling better, you're able to notice your space a little bit different, you show up in the world differently, right? So we focus on our head, our thoughts first, now we're going to focus on our body. Because when you can bring those two together, you really start to get yourself primed and prepped to be able to be more present. And some of these you may recognize if you've listened to, gosh, it was one of the first two or three episodes on the core four, but it goes to show you that they literally are the backbone of my existence right now. They're really important. These areas are really important for you to look at in your life. Okay, so I wanna talk about movement. Again, another core four pillar, but this is what I wanna say about movement, right? Movement is essential in shifting energy in your body. And when I was in my most anxious state, I didn't realize it at the time, right? So this was something I've connected after the fact. The movement I was participating at that in that time, it was very, um, it was high intensity. It was like, you walk into the gym, you like leave it all on the, on the gym floor, right? You sweat it out, you just like beat your body to a pulp and you leave. And at that time, it was what I knew. And I also understand now, my brain was so busy, that I needed something to exhaust that energy. Like I was needing something to supersede the feeling of anxiousness. Like I needed something to be able to to beat that down. And what it was was movement. Again, didn't connect it at the time, but that high intensity working out, I know now was just feeding my exhaustion. And there was a pretty big period of my life where I needed to start moving into more gentle movement. So it was less high intensity. It was more going on walks. Um, I, I'm like famous for, I call them walk jogs. My sister has named them Wogs, like W O G, that I walk for a quarter mile, jog for a quarter mile. And you may hear this and like, it might cause you panic because I know for me, the thought of not doing like the crazy intense working out at a period of my life that represented like a loss of control over something and it, it panicked me a little bit. But as I started moving into these more gentle movements of my body... I was still experiencing the same benefits as far as you know the release that comes from working out, but I wasn't perpetuating the feeling of exhaustion. Like when I was in the peak of doing like my hardcore workouts, I never really felt recovered. And again, it was just something that I accepted as like that's just how people feel. And I'm here to tell you that's not how people feel. Like, yes, some people feel that way, but there is another way for you. So if you are finding yourself, right, you're lacking presence. The type of movement you're doing may be actually working against you in the goal of being able to slow your mind down, right? If you keep yourself in an activated state of being, you're working against yourself. Okay, something else that's really important is to go outside. I don't care if it's a walk, I don't care if it's sitting on your balcony, we as human beings do not get outside enough we are stuck behind screens we are glued to our phone and we miss out on what's actually happening in the world all around you you've probably heard me say that a lot but it's because I believe it. We constantly miss out on the things that are happening all around you. So, minor example, this was a couple weeks ago, you know, in my work, I'm in outside sales. I go to offices all the time, in and out of my car, you know, popping into places, whatever. So, I'd gone to this one building. It was an office I hadn't been to before, and I'm just in my mind thinking about, okay, I got to go here because then next I need to go here, I need to go there. And at this office, there was this beautiful like outdoor area that on my way into the building, I completely did not even notice because I was so in my head of like, all right, I need to go try to see this person and this is the message I need to communicate. And when I came out, I stopped myself for a second and just noticed the surroundings that were happening in front of me. Like it was this beautiful tree and all these flowers and it was a beautiful day outside, right? Like I could feel the sun on my skin, it was a blue sky. And the more you can start noticing, like I just think The outdoors create such an opportunity for us to see what's really happening, like take in what is all around you. And that really is presence, right? Is being connected to the moment. So I want you to get outside. I want you to start to notice, how do you feel when you're outside? Like what is the temperature, the breeze you may feel, the color of the grass, the sky, trees, all of that. Okay, and you might be thinking, Alicia, you're out of your mind. But you came here looking to have more presence in your life. And I have found one of the best like secret weapons is the outdoors. And maybe if at first going outside is representative of you being on a walk, and maybe you're still like, right, I love to go on a walk and listen to a podcast. But I do also make time to just go be outside and like sit on a bench. And sometimes it's like two minutes. I'm not saying go into like some meditative state for an hour. <laughs> just start bite-sized chunks and try to incorporate more times of being outside. Okay, this next one is something that has really, really hit home for me a lot lately. And to be honest, it's the area I struggle with the most, but I know what I need to do. Um, it's just practicing it on uh, a more regular occurrence but really being mindful of what you're putting in your body. So when I was the like least present in my life and I like to say disconnected from my body, it was a time in which I was on a cycle of right coming home, I lacked the runway of like decompressing from the workday, right? I instantly jumped into getting comfortable and numbing myself out with TV, and then what followed was drinking a glass or two of wine. So I would do that and then the next day I would wake up and I just sort of had that fuzzy, right? It's not like you're hungover, but I think you might know what I'm talking about. Just kind of that low grade, dull, meh, right? Maybe a little bit of a headache. Maybe you find yourself like craving Chick-fil-A that day, like, right, you're feeling a little off. So next what I would do is um, in the morning, I would drink coffee, which was a stimulant, and it perpetuated that busy frenetic feeling right and what i've only really come to see in real time now is the connection of it all right like i used to think okay i'm just gonna not drink but i still drink my coffee and then maybe i drank but then i didn't drink coffee the next day the pillars for me in what i'm putting in my body that i have to be the most aware of are alcohol, caffeine, and the food, right? Because when you're feeling a little off, you have the tendency to wanna eat the food that's not good for you, and I'm not a nutritionist, I'm not here to counsel anybody on, you know, I'm not here to counsel anyone on their food choices, but what I am here to tell you is, is that as I become more aware of what I'm putting in my body, I feel different, and when you are internally in a state that you can feel right like, calmer, more like neutral. The opportunity for presence is a lot easier than when you walk around every day feeling like shit. So when you can start really picking apart what you're putting into your body and the impact of how it makes you feel, you can start making choices. And when you feel more in that neutral state, you open yourself up to be able to be more present because you're not constantly picking apart how bad you feel, right? Like for me, when I didn't feel good, I would obsess over it. And I just went into worry of like, why do I feel like this? And how can I make it go away? And all I wanna do is go lay down and blah, 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 blah. All that chatter, right, was the block to me being able to actually be present in my life. So I hope that helps you just have some curiosity. Look, I'm not saying don't ever drink again. Don't ever drink, wine, don't drink coffee. I'm not saying that, I'm not saying go go cold turkey. I'm just asking you to be curious and honest with yourself about it. I still drink and sometimes I still drink coffee, like maybe just a half a cup, right? It's moderation, it's picking and choosing. But if you are going about the majority of your days in that low grade blah, more of your time is gonna be blocked from being present. So it's all about picking and choosing, right? Go do the things. Have your wine, have your coffee, have the cheat meal. Just don't make it your regular state of being. Okay, and the last thing, I want you to now, in your schedule, right, we talked about the importance of a runway. I want you to have an element of play. And I don't care if it's 10 minutes, I don't care if it's 15 minutes, we jam pack our days so much with things that are linked to outcomes like right being productive i've got to do this my to-do list blah 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 right we very often don't create space to just be right to just go do something silly to to i don't know like i'm going to tell you some of my favorite things like sometimes i just put on music i've created this little playlist i call it future state like it makes me think of being happy And I put that on a lot of times it's before my husband gets home from work and I just kind of dance and I'm not a good dancer, but it makes me feel alive. It makes me feel like playful, right? Like we've got to have room in our schedules that we're igniting that spark, like fun, joy, maybe for you. I don't know. I love like an adult coloring book, or maybe it's like, I don't know, something, some destination, like a hike you haven't been on yet that you're making plans to go, you know, to that trail, or maybe it is, it is even like, I don't know, I find a lot of joy and right. I really enjoy trying new restaurants. So I like to, you know, if there's a place I've been looking forward to go to, that feels playful for me, right? We can't just be these creatures that go around the world just always doing 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 like bring an element of play like what's something that makes you feel like a kid again find some space in your week that you're bringing that in because play then right shifts you into a different state of being and it helps you get locked into the present not just consumed with your to-do list so like I said all of these things call it a brain dump But when I look back on what the past few years of gaining more presence in my life, all of these things have had a part in it, right? They've played a role. And what I notice now where I am, and I'm telling you from the height of where I was in my most disconnected state of being was almost now five years ago. And I'm not telling you it's going to take you five years to get there. My hope is some of my learnings are going to expedite that for you, right? I really was charting my own path and trying to figure out how do I start to feel like myself again? Because we enter into this world as like perfect, joyful little creatures. And then right as we grow up, we pick up, you know, Conditioning, we pick up these false rules about how we're supposed to go about the world. And I think we crush our joy. We start to get busy. We start to distract, you know, the drill, and I want to help you return back to that complete place, right? None of us are broken. We've just kind of forgotten who we are and we pick up distractions in the meantime. So if you relate to that feeling of feeling frenetic all the time, living from the head up, I hope these suggestions help you to see being present is a full body job, right? It's not just this tactile, let me go to yoga, let me go meditate. You've gotta start looking at the whole picture. And I hope that my thoughts today can help you see that and maybe bring forward one or two nuggets into your life and help you to find more moments of presence. I have a lot more to say on presence, but I just wanted to start here. I feel like this is something that maybe you can actually walk away with like something you can start to have a little trial and error with. So if you have things that you're doing in your life that are helping you feel more connected and presence, let me know, shoot me a message on Instagram, find me on Facebook, I'd love to know what's working for you. I love to get new ideas all the time. I geek out on this stuff so bad. So like I said, thanks for joining me. I hope you get something from it. And I can't wait to connect with you on a future episode. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Wake Up Call podcast. If you liked what you heard today, I would love for you to subscribe and leave a review. It takes just a few minutes and does wonders for helping other people find the podcast. If you want to connect outside of the podcast, you can do so by following at Hopkins on Instagram. And if you really liked the episode you just listened to, do me a favor. Would you screenshot the episode and tag me? I would love to see what's resonating with you. Thank you for joining me today. And I hope today's episode helped you to see that you can wake up to the change that's possible in your life.